Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. Thank you very much for coming back to this podcast in episode. Thank you to who are listening on YouTube and you who are also listening on your mobile devices or whatever device you have chosen to listen to this podcast on. In today's episode, I'll be speaking about dealing with unbelieving family members and how is it you know, we can persevere. How do we continue to persevere despite the negativity that we may be facing or the backlash that we may be facing from our family members? But before I get into this episode, as always, I have to give the Lord thanks for this platform and for you, the listeners as well, you know, because without you, there is no um, platform, so to speak. And I do appreciate the fact those who have, you know, listened and who have taken away from what it is I am saying, because these are things that affect us on a daily basis. And also these are things that, you know, God wants us to deal with it. So, Heavenly Father, as I come before you today, Lord, I just want to thank you for life. I thank you for yet another day. Lord, as it says in the book of Lamentations, morning by morning, you give us new mercies. So, Father God, for those who are listening and for those who are Listening to the sound of my voice, Father God, you have a purpose for them. You are not finished with them yet. They have been created with purpose. Lord, I thank you so very much for what you're doing in their lives. And I thank you, oh, Father God, for how you have taken them out of darkness and brought them into your marvelous life. I thank you, Father God, for what you're doing in my life and the direction and the footsteps that you have ordered. So, Lord, I pray that you will continue to watch over us all. Pray. Father God, that you will continue to keep us and give us the peace that surpasses all understanding. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. So, let's get into this discussion because I'm sure that a lot of you, including myself, are in a similar situation. And I'm just going to draw from the experience that I am having. And hopefully it will encourage someone, you know, that listen, despite what our family members say, we have to persevere because let's face it, we have to put our trust only in the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you have decided to follow Jesus, you will get backlash. I have gotten backlash from even my own family members. You know, you get it from outside. The only difference is that when you're outside and people are giving you the backlash, you can zone them out. You can have selective hearing, so to speak. And at least at the end of the day, you know, when you go home, you shut the door and that's it. Some of them, you may never, ever see them again. Some of them, you may see them again. But when you're getting the backlash, when you're getting the ridicule, etc. from your own household, the thing is, how do you deal with it knowing that you have to be around your family members on a daily basis you know i mean if it is your relatives and you don't live in the same house then it doesn't really matter does it but how do you deal with unbelieving husbands or unbelieving wives because are those who are as they would put it don't believe or do not or believe they're on the fence but we all know that there's absolutely nothing about being on the fence when it comes to the Lord. It is either you're with him 
or you are against him. And at times when we who have decided to put our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, we may feel isolated and alone. And I'm telling you, there are times in my own household, although I have my husband, etc., I do feel isolated and alone. Why? Because I'm the only one who is a quote unquote Christian, who is a child of God, who is a committed believer, who is in a covenant relationship with the Lord. And at times it can be very discouraging because you want your family members to have that same experience. You want them to come to know that Jesus is real. You want to you want them to come to know that he actually exists and you know, it's like you wish you could open up their head, so to speak, and just pour out the knowledge of who Jesus is into their brains. But, you know, unfortunately, that is not the case. And I'll just give, I wouldn't say, I'll just share my experience because that's what I can do. And probably you guys may be able to identify with what he is. But I got baptized in twenty. 18 September to be precise September 2018 and I knew I wanted to get baptized because I think it was a year prior to that I attended a church service and the pastor did an altar call and I don't know what happened but all I know is that my hand was just going up <laughs> I tried to pull it down but for some reason it's like my hand had a mind of its own and I real and I started to cry so moving for at that point, that's when I asked the Lord to come into my life, to be my Lord, to be my savior. So moving forward, I got baptized a year after. And um, to be quite honest, it has been, I wouldn't say rough, but it has its challenges because my husband is not a quote unquote Christian. He's not a child of God as yet and my son he is not a believer you know I've spoken to my son about God all the while I've spoken to my son about Jesus and it is like speaking to a wall that I'm just throwing a ball and it is bouncing off there are times when I feel so much like crying why because I'm saying father I want my family to get to know you I want my family to serve you I want my family to experience the love that you have for them I want that so desperately for them you know and it has been a bit rough at times especially with my son my my husband is becoming a bit more calmer not that he was violent or anything but you know when I do speak to him about the gospel when I do you know speak to him about Jesus and the scriptures etc he does listen and quite surprisingly he does quote sometimes what I've said to him from the scriptures back to me or even in certain situation he would quote it back so I know that's where you know he's listening but my son can be and I will admit one of the toughest cookies but I'm not I used to get stressed about it because we all know when 
we have our family members. We want them to come to, to Christ. Why? Because we don't want them to die in their sins because we know what will happen if they die in their sins and have not repented and given their life fully and completely over to the Lord Jesus Christ. And my son, at times, I, I'll be honest, at times I sit and I cry and I am like, Father, please. Sorry, my throat is a bit groggy. I've had this cold now for two weeks and it doesn't sh seem to be shifting. But at times I'm crying and I say, Father, please, you know, as it says in the book of Ezekiel, you know, remove their stony heart and give them a heart of flesh so that, you know, the Lord said it so that he can pour out their spirit. So there are times when I sit and I pray and I ask the Lord to remove the stony heart of my son, to remove the stony heart of my husband so that, you know, he can pour out his Holy Spirit in them to basically uncircumcise their heart, make it be more I'm open to the gospel instead of being circumcised and hard, you know. And the thing is this, I'm sure probably you guys who are going through this same testing period, who are going through this at times, you just want to scream, you know. But what I find is that with my son, instead of forcing things on him, I would... I would use, I asked the Lord for wisdom. So I would speak to him about positive things and drawing it back from the Bible, which he probably doesn't even know that it's in the Bible, but I'm not quoting scriptures to him because he wouldn't understand anything about the scripture. So I would use like certain situations and then I would give it a positive a positive outlook but I'm taking verses from the scripture if you understand what I mean I'm trying to get it but I really do hope you understand you know and the thing is this also I'm trying to live my life as all the Lord wants me to live and that is to be the light in this household so when you are the light in this household or when you're the light in your household, your family will see that light and they will see that change in you. You know, there are times also when our family wants us to be the old you, but you can't be the old you because it says in the scriptures that you have now taken on a new identity you are now a new creation and I remember last year December um a cousin of mine she wanted to invite me somewhere now they're not a Christian or anything like that they're not children of God they're not in a covenant relationship or anything with the Lord and when they invited me, I'll be honest, my spirit was a bit unnerved and I know it was the Holy Spirit. And I was wrestling with the fact of should I go, should I not go? And I, for days I was there, it was just on me wrestling and I know it was the Lord challenging me about this. And then I remember one morning I was sitting down 
I was sitting in the sofa and then I heard so vividly in my spirit, what does light have to do with darkness? Come out from among them and be ye separated. And immediately I just said, you know what? I'm not going. I'm not going. And it, when I made that decision, immediately it was like a burden came off my shoulders. I did reach out to my cousin and told her that, listen, I'm unable to come again. I don't think I went into it, in all honesty. Was she upset? I have no idea. Why? Because she didn't respond. But that's not either here nor dear to me. What is most important is that what the Lord said to me, what does light have fed? Why? Why have fellowship with darkness? I know the songs they'll be playing. I know they'll be smoking and drinking. Why would I, as a child of a holy God, want to get myself into that situation, knowing that that is not glorifying God, that is not, you know, lifting the name of Jesus in any way, shape or form. So that is it. There are times when we have to say, no, I'm unable to go. They may not understand. They may say you're a party pooper. <laughs> they may call you. They may call us all sorts of names, but it doesn't matter what man says. All that matters is what Jesus says. And, you know, in the scriptures, which I'm going to read, which is taken from Matthew 10 verses 34 to 38. It's a bit long. It says here, don't, it, this is Jesus. This is Jesus speaking. He says, don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Your enemies will be right in your household if you love your father or mother more than you love me you are not worthy of being mine or if you love your son or daughter more than me you are not worthy of being mine if you refuse to take up your cross and follow me you are not worthy of being mine and that is what Jesus said. Basically, he's saying, if you love your family and want to follow the ways of your family more than follow him, you're not worthy to be his. You're not worthy to be called his disciples. Why? Because as disciples, as children of God, we are supposed to know that, listen, the old way, we can't do that anymore, you know. And as the Lord says it there, as I said, you're not worthy to be his if you honor and respect what your family says. He says he didn't come to bring peace. He came to bring a sword which is a sword cuts through things. Basically, where does your loyalty lie? Is your loyalty going to lie with your family? Or is your loyalty going to lie with the Lord Jesus Christ himself? At the end of the day, the Bible tells us, do not fear man who can only take the body, but fear who can take the body and soul and send it to Hades or something like that. I don't remember, but it is basically bordering in on that um, line, basically to say, 
fear God more than how you fear man because man, God can take the body and send the soul to hell. So, you know, at the end of the day, despite the ridicule, I know that my son don't understand because at times he says, oh, I have changed. Yeah, whether he's saying it in a good way or a, or a negative way, I'm not sure, but I'm, he can even see the change. Why? Because the things I used to do, I do them no more. The songs I used to listen to, I do not listen to them anymore. There are times when even he's playing like some songs like R&B, 80s R&B. <laughs> if you guys who are listening are from the 80s era. And even those songs, I have to say, could you like turn it down, you know? Do I want to tell him to turn it off? Of course I do, but... We all have to use, we have to use wisdom. We have to use wisdom. And the thing is this, all we have to do is just keep being the light in our household and then allow them to see Christ in us and Christ through us. Remember, we are ambassadors for the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to represent him here on earth. So, if our family members wiles us up, if we carry on, remember what the scripture just says in Matthew 10, our enemies will be in our own household. So we know that the enemy starts from in the house. Why? Because the devil himself, he sees that we have now separated ourselves. So he's going to attack us through our family. And as it says in 2 Corinthians 5, Verse 17, I think it was the Apostle Paul who wrote this. He said, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And that's it. The old you is no more. You are now a new creation. You are now new because you have accepted and um, you are now identifying yourself with Christ. I remember, um, you know, I think it was a pastor that I know said to me, your first ministry starts in your house. And that is it. Why? Because our household can be the toughest, the toughest, toughest not to crack, the toughest wall to break. But then this is where Instead of doing it in your own strength, instead of me trying to do it in my own strength, you know, I do it with the Lord. You know, the Bible says, I'm trying to think of the verse, but it came to me a while ago, but for somehow it slipped me. Yeah, about not relying on your own strength. I think I can't remember it. I don't want to tell a lie and I don't want to muddle up the scriptures. The thing is this, am I trying to change my family members? No, I'm not. I can't change anyone. All I have to do is keep planting the seed. All you can do as humans is plant the seed. Allow the Lord Jesus Christ to do the watering himself. And when he waters, he will open up that thirst bud that they so long for. You know, remember just like the woman at the well, the Samaritan, when she had the bucket and he said, basically the water that I can give you, you will never thirst again. So allow the Lord to do the watering, to give them that water that they so desperately need. But 
How do we persevere? We just have to keep on moving despite what they say and keep on ministering to them. They may not like it, but remember when we were out there in the world and people were talking to us about Jesus, it was probably the last thing we wanted to hear. But then eventually the Lord softened our heart and eventually he will do the same because God is all about family. I often say, Father, you knew me before the foundations. You knew that I would be having children. You knew that I would get married and you knew that I would be coming home. Surely you also know that I would be praying for my family to come to the realization of knowing who you are and to accept the free gift of salvation and I don't think in my heart that you are praying so hard for your children, for your family members, that the Lord is going to ignore it. And that is what we have to do. Just keep praying for them. Just keep lifting them up. Just keep placing them in front of the Father. Just keep placing them in front of the mercy seat and let God be God. Let the fruit of the Spirit comes through as it says in Galatians 5 verse 22 but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives love joy peace patience kindness and self-control there is no law against these things and that is it when we are bearing the fruit of the Spirit love joy peace after a while it will become infectious sorry and your family members will say they want what you have because they have seen such a change in you. Let's say, for example, you used to cuss a lot. You know, when you now come to Christ, I'm not saying it's going to go automatically, but in time you will find that you're not cussing a lot. You're not swearing. You're not being impatient. You know, you are exhibiting the fruit of the spirit and then they themselves are also noticing. Don't think that your family members are not noticing the change in you. They are noticing the change and one day it will just hit them like a light and say, you know what? I want what that person has. And the thing is this, you have Jesus. I have Jesus. Then they will say, I want Jesus as well. And that is how you continue to persevere. Be the light in your household. Be the salt that flavors everything be the light upon a hill that cannot be hidden and sit back and watch God do the rest why because he is in control and when you continue to put your family before the throne room of the most high God he will do the rest so despite the ridicule despite the negativity despite the laughter that may come your way continue to hold on knowing that you are serving a God who is faithful and if you continue to be faithful to him he will be faithful to you and if you continue to honor him he will honor you so I say thank you for listening to this podcast and as always may the Lord bless you may the Lord keep you may the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you and may the countenance of the Lord for forever rest upon you and give you 
peace and I say shalom, shalom, shalom. And one thing I know is that even at times when we tend to want to lose our patience with our family and blow off, don't. You know why? Because the first mistake we make, they're the first one who is going to ridicule and say, oh, I thought you had changed. So don't give them an excuse to say those words. And I say, bless you all and have a wonderful day, a wonderful morning, a wonderful evening. Whenever you have decided to listen to this podcast and God bless you and stay blessed. Why? Because you are so loved. You have made the right decision. And I say thank you. Ta-ta. Bye.